In my opinion, this crybaby mentality is because we don't teach people how to handle defeat, how to earn the win and not expect it. And we don't teach that defeat is an opportunity. Is bodybuilding about selfies, steroids, magazines, and muscles? How do I become a successful pro bodybuilder or fitness competitor? Where do I even start if I'm new? And the biggest question of all, what are the judges looking for anyway? Even today with the internet, many people first discover bodybuilding by word of mouth. The lack of regulation has caused a boom of unqualified coaches, scattered info, biased advice, dangerous protocols, and posing trends that are a hot mess. After 20 years in the business, I have seen it all. Week after week, I'm going to talk about taboo topics that get swept under the rug, provide you tips and strategies to gain a competitive edge and stand out on stage in any division or federation. I'm going to answer all the burning industry questions without the bias. I have competed across six federations, earned pro status in three, and judged in two. I've coached posing and choreography for men and women in all federations and divisions. I know just how much competing means to you. I'm your host, Michelle Welcome, and you are listening to the Everything Else in Bodybuilding podcast. Be sure to download your free guide, Five Things Every Bodybuilder and Fitness Competitor Needs to Know Before Your Next Show at eeinbb.com. That's www.eeinbb.com. What is so wrong with wanting to win, wanting to be the best? Why is there this mentality that we have to soften the blow of defeat like it's the end of the world? We are so caught up in protecting people's emotions that we forget that we need to build resilience to be more resilient when times get tough. If you live long enough, life will teach us resilience, am I right? But the perception of what is tough will change the more resilient we become. Situations won't feel or seem as bad if we have gone through and worked through them before. When we do this, we in essence have built the resilience to manage the stressor. We are stronger and less panicky. We have all been through rough patches that tested our will. I remember one time, everything I owned was packed in my car after I sold all of my belongings. I watched people come and take all of my things like piranhas, like no big deal. It wasn't a big deal for them. Why would it be? They were getting a deal on stuff for a fraction of its worth. It was a good day for them. For me, it was the ultimate defeat. Looking back on that time in my life, I now see that the defeat built a more resilient me. After many rough patches, I now sit here today with a perspective that is unrecognizable to the me before those times. Not much surprises me. Nothing is impossible. And no one is going to save you except yourself and your inner drive. We don't teach people how to handle defeat, beginning with our youth. We don't teach that not winning means you weren't voted the best up there. You weren't the best. Instead, we give participation trophies. We don't teach that defeat is an opportunity. Let me say it again. Defeat is an opportunity. Instead, we coddle people in their emotions and stroke their ego or hate on others to make them feel superior. We don't teach that shitty times happen and there are other ways to channel the emotions. Instead, we live in a society where medications are overprescribed at an alarming rate, which leads me into what I'm calling the case of society versus Ashley Kaltwasser. Guys, hopefully you've been listening to me long enough to know that I'm being sarcastic. That's not a case. I hope at least. If not, stick with me and it'll all make sense. So recently, I came across some commentary about a pro bikini competitor, Ashley Kaltwasser, who is ruffling feathers in the industry because she keeps winning. Let me give you a little background. So Ashley won the ultimate title, the Olympia title in the IFBB from 2013 to 2015. Let me put that in perspective. 
at the time of this recording, the last time she actually won the Olympia was seven years ago. However, Ashley still continues to compete on the pro stages and wins quite often. So often that today she has the most professional wins among all competitors of all time. You might be thinking, and what's the problem? Well, the problem is other competitors are mad that she keeps winning. And if you're still confused, let me explain it further. Bodybuilding in the IFBB Federation has a competition once a year for all professionals that requires you to qualify for it. Kind of like the All-Stars teams in baseball or the Super Bowl in football, it's the ultimate prized win. And you have to, like with any of these major events, you have to qualify. In bodybuilding, there are three ways to qualify. One is to literally win the Olympia competition and you're qualified for life. The second way to qualify is to win a pro show. And the third way is by a point system. You build points when you compete at pro shows and get certain placements. These placements are given a value, and you add up these values and hit a certain number at the end of the year, and if you reach it, you qualify for the Olympia. So the complaints are that whenever Ashley wins a show, she removes the chance of another competitor getting that one-and-done shot to the Olympia. Instead, competitors will have to qualify by accumulating enough points or perhaps by continuing to compete and hoping to get a first-place trophy. So let me summarize. People are mad that they will have to either keep competing to earn their ticket to the Olympia or figure out how to win a show or better, find a way to beat Ashley if she keeps showing up at shows. Ian Vallier, a pro men's open bodybuilder, he got flack last year for already having qualified for the Olympia and having competed in another pro show too. Same thing. He was accused of blocking someone else's spot at the Olympia. So it's not just Ashley, but Ashley's getting the most heat because she didn't just do it once. In my opinion... This crybaby mentality is because we don't teach people how to handle defeat, how to earn the win and not expect it. And we don't teach that defeat is an opportunity. Instead, we have built a society that feels entitled to things even when it isn't earned. We built a society where everyone gets a trophy, a society where everyone should let everyone win, instead of a society where everyone gets a chance to participate and then rises to the occasion and earns the win. It's like telling Tom Brady in the NFL, one of the best quarterbacks of all time, that he shouldn't compete anymore because he should let other athletes have a chance to play. Please, maybe those athletes should just be better. How about that? I think maybe I should have titled this episode, Cry Babies versus Ashley. Post a comment on this episode if you agree. I'd like to offer some perspective from a fiercely competitive, unapologetic approach. You guessed it, I'm talking about me. Let's together pretend we are both fiercely competitive and not sorry to say it. Now that we established that baseline, let's talk about the opportunity at hand with Ashley competing like every weekend and slaying the stage. Think of it like game tape, like what my dad did as a coach. My dad was a high school basketball coach that brought a no-name school to win back-to-back state titles. My dad watched the tape recordings, and I mean literal tapes with the fuzz and all, of games to analyze weaknesses of his opponents. So when the team had a rematch later in the season, his team was better prepared. He didn't just bring the same team to the game that lost the game, if they lost. He analyzed the weaknesses and looked for opportunities to one-up the opponent and rebuild his team to be more competitive every single time. Let's take that same concept and talk about Ashley. Ashley placed third at the last Olympia, so this means she is beatable. If you aren't beating Ashley, then you have a long way to go to actually win the Olympia. And something noteworthy is first and second place winners of the Olympia. So far, they haven't competed very often, so opponents haven't had many opportunities to stand up next to those top two winners, and they probably won't until possibly the Olympia anyways. So you only have Ashley to try and beat during the year. As of right now, if you aren't beating Ashley, then there is room for improvement. If you keep showing up with the same package and continuing to lose, 
then you aren't thinking like a competitor. Ashley competing nonstop allows you a chance to test different packages against her every time. What are her weaknesses? What are your strengths? What are your weaknesses? Analyze like a competitor and not a crybaby and come up with some new options. Bring a completely different look. Your current look clearly isn't going to do it. Test, test, test. She is beatable. Everyone is beatable. In fact, Janet Leahy, who won the Olympia in 2020, she hasn't competed since that competition until this recent show in Pittsburgh. She looks stunning on stage, but she got third. Everyone is beatable. You need a new strategy. And if you don't have people around you that can see the minute details, the angles, the shapes, the weaknesses, the strengths, then you need to be open to another perspective. If the team you are on that is competing, if they all look like carbon copies of each other, then there's your sign. Be open to new ideas. I've been to modeling and acting schools. I've gone to school for my yoga teacher training in something called Embody Yoga because of its emphasis on the body at the cellular level. I've been to dance schools. Despite 10 years of teaching men and women in all federations and divisions and building my own curriculums, I went to all these schools to learn more. I believe it's my duty as a teacher to continue learning and evolving. The minute you stop learning, the minute you stop growing. My intent of going to these schools was to build a bigger arsenal of information to be a better teacher for my posing students. It's essential that to be competitive and be a winner, you need to be open to change. You need to be open to the concept that you might not have it all figured out. Even Ashley herself, she just tested a new package at the Pittsburgh show. It paid off. In that Pittsburgh show, she changed her posing slightly. Now, I've commented on her posts here and there among the thousands of other comments she gets, and I'm not sure, I'm sure it went unseen, but whatever. I've been saying that her hips and her front pose need to be more profile to show a smaller waist on her, which is critical when you stand next to Laura Lee Chapados and Janet Leyu, who both have incredible genetic structures. Remember, winning also depends on who you are standing up next to. And sure enough, I finally saw her hips more towards the side in this last show, and she looked phenomenal. Best I've ever seen her look. With this new look, she beat Janet, who, again, won the Olympia the last time she was on stage. But Ashley still got second. She is beatable. So even with her current best package, there is still room for improvement. And Ashley, if you happen to listen, I love your tenacity and drive. I love that you think like an athlete and you don't follow the crowd. I love that despite winning and losing Olympia competitions, you're still competing after many years and always working on improvement. You don't get all wham-wham if you don't win. You keep going. You keep creating your best you. You have a champion mindset. With that in mind, with all the crybaby naysayers, I'd love to see you keep winning. I think you should test a completely different package on stage, a different persona, that is. You've talked about bringing up your shoulders, but I'm going to go rogue here and suggest that you try something completely different beyond your physique. The judges have seen you for many years on stage. Try something new. P.S. I'll be in Vegas soon and would be happy to pop in and work with you on my ideas. And if any of my clients from the past 10 years want to jump in here, go for it. So again, we don't teach that with defeat, there is opportunity to improve. That studying new ways to get better and testing new methods is what it means to have a champion mindset. That's what I love about the clients I work with in my Posing Win Shows program. Every single one of them has admitted that they want to win. Some of them took a bit to come around to verbalizing it. It's almost as if we've built some sort of shame in owning our drive to win. This idea that everyone should get a chance is not building resilience. It's building an acceptance for mediocrity. Follow the crowd. You will get no further than the crowd. Walk alone, and you will find yourself in places you never dreamed of. Do you guys know who Sarah Blakely is? She is the founder of Spanx, which specializes in body-shaping pantyhose that gives women a smooth appearance under clothes. And there's even a, a Spanx for men, too. 
She is also the youngest female self-made billionaire. Not millionaire, billionaire. How'd she do it? Well, she didn't do it by following the crowd, by putting her everyone gets a trophy, last place trophy on mom and dad's mantle for all to fake fawn over. Nope. I listened to an interview with her and she described what it was like growing up in her household. Her father would literally ask her every day what she failed at. It was considered not a good thing if she didn't fail at something. Why? Because it meant she didn't learn anything that day, according to her dad. She didn't push herself to do better, be better, and not follow the crowd. And look where that landed her. A freaking billionaire. It didn't happen overnight, though. It took like 14 years. And here we are in bodybuilding, and everyone wants a pro card their first season competing. Or two-year transformations with a shit ton of PEDs to grow obscene amounts of muscle just to get a pro card with absolutely no regard for what's happening to their insides and health. Let me be clear. I don't care if you do PEDs, really, do you. But what I care about is the influence that young people or even new people to the sport of bodybuilding that these transformations are having on them. Their expectations that come from seeing these transformations. These results are happening incredibly fast so that the pro card can happen faster. I've been competing for 20 years and this evolution is really hurting our sport. Long before social media and these unrealistic transformations became the norm, there were a lot of people that I competed with that disappeared after shows, like gone. Never heard from them and have no idea what happened to them. There were some friends that had eating disorders to begin with that were only enhanced by the nutrition protocols they were given. And many had health problems from supplements that they didn't realize were dangerous. I remember one competitor who showed up to a show. She didn't look as lean as she usually looked. We got to talking and she says that her thyroid was a mess from the supplements her coach had told her to use. Granted, she's an adult, and she could have looked into what she was putting in her body and said no, but she didn't. So here she was at this show and looking much less lean, and she said that her body was struggling. She went from first place at the prior show to placing third at the current show, and I haven't seen her compete since. Again, gone. And now we have this more is more is better so I can win a trophy like everyone else mentality. I'm shocked with how many women are virilized on the amateur stages, like local stages, you guys, in small local scenes, not even national stages. So many women I see on stage, their physical appearance has changed drastically from PEDs, and they aren't even on pro stages. I never saw this 10 years ago, and certainly not 20 years ago when I competed. Again, I don't care if you do PEDs unless you do them and go and compete in a drug-tested federation. The moral issue of PEDs isn't today's discussion. Today's discussion is winning and society's perception around it. And with this expecting to win right away attitude, we now have PEDs given at the local level to people so they can win faster now too. All you new people to the sport of bodybuilding, please hear me. Be unapologetic about winning, but don't expect it to happen overnight. Consider the consequences of your choices. And I'm not just talking about PEDs. Demonizing food and doing ridiculous amounts of cardio just to hurry and get on stage is not healthy. The stage will always be there. So many of the people I saw disappear from competing back in the day. It wasn't because of PEDs. Because like I said, PEDs, they weren't as rampant as they are now. It was because of a poor relationship to nutrition and exercise. Your health matters more than a trophy. If you're continuing to struggle with a healthy relationship to nutrition and exercise and you want a solution, I do have one. Go to killitwithdrive.com and check it out. Anyways, back to society versus Ashley Kaltwasser. Here we have fellow competitors who don't want her to compete as much so they can get a better placement and get to the Olympia competition. I can't, people. I just can't with this mentality. Personally, I want to earn my wins. You know what mentality I resonate with today? 
I'll give you a hint. It's actually not human. I don't know how many of you saw the, the last Kentucky Derby that just happened, the race, but if you haven't seen the overhead view of the horse, Rich Strikes come back for the upset, you have got to see it. It'll give you chills. The horse was towards the back of the pack, and you can see him muscle his way through the cluster of horses, kind of like my husband in highway traffic. If you don't know, then just imagine me with my hands covering my eyes at certain times during the ride, and it'll give you a great picture of how all this went down. It was quite intense. So this horse is at the back of the pack. He pushes and pushes and muscles his way through a large cluster of horses and then finds it straight away. It's like someone hit the NAS button on a car because all of a sudden you see him surge forward with ridiculous speed. The other horses, they're all trucking along with a similar, much slower intensity. But Rich Strike, now his energy was different. There he was on this straightaway, and you see him surge forward, his legs outstretched, galloping with so much speed. I'm so amazed the jockey was able to hold on. It's a sight to see you guys. So Rich Strike goes on to pass like 16 or so horses and makes it to the front of the pack where there are like two horses left to beat. These two horses are neck and neck at the front of the pack and have the complete focus of the announcer. In fact, the announcer didn't even see Rich Strike coming until he pretty much won. It wasn't until he literally smoked past the other two horses that everyone was like, what the heck just happened? What'd I miss? You guys, what a display of heart, perseverance, and utter drive to win. It's something to see. If you haven't, Google it. How does that make you feel? For me, I felt an adrenaline rush when watching, not gonna lie. That horse understood the assignment. That drive I watched come out of that horse, it hit me deep. Pushing hard to go after a goal with everything you've got, I can relate to that. I swear Rich Strike is gonna be a movie someday. But even a horse has haters, a horse. People saying that the horse must be on drugs to have done that. And that's all they have to say. It's like our society doesn't know what to do when they see something or someone push forward with incredible force, energy, and drive. Now, don't get me wrong. The horse will be tested for drugs, and if he's found to have drugs in his system, I'm going to be incredibly disappointed because the horses are not supposed to be doping. It's supposed to be an even playing field. It's a drug-tested event, kind of like a bodybuilder who knowingly does drugs and competes in a drug-tested federation. There are non-drug-tested federations. There are even playing fields. There are options. It's a total douchebag moment to be taking drugs and competing in a drug-tested federation. Guys, cheating isn't a winning mindset. People cheat because they don't believe they can win otherwise. That's a loser mentality. And assuming a horse must be dope to have smoked the competition is not my first thought. My first thought isn't to drag down something or someone because he, she, it, they, whatever, won. My thought, it's wow, what an incredible display of heart. What an inspiration while I continue to push forward towards my own goals with laser focus and drive. And I hope you do too. Find that drive within, that competitive nature, and never stop improving. Don't be afraid to lose because it was never a loss if you learn from it. Be strategic, be competitive, and be unapologetic about it. Thanks, guys, for listening. As always, like, review, subscribe to let the podcast people know this show is cool. And share in fitness groups so others can learn more about the whole sport and not just one federation or division. In the meantime, if you want to pull out the big guns and strap on your competitive hat, come join my Posing Win Shows program. Allow me to transform you into a champion and hold you accountable over a 16-week period and then receive ongoing critiques for the rest of your competition career in the Insiders Group, where there are men and women from all divisions and federation. 20 years of knowledge wrapped up in a bow just for you. Go to posingwinshows.com and book a Zoom call with me. Okay, guys, I'll be back with more topics soon. Take care. Ever wonder if you are posing correctly for your division? Learn to Pose is dedicated to taking out the guesswork on how to pose for all categories in bodybuilding. 
Learn five ways you can improve your posing skills in five minutes guaranteed at www.learntopose.com. There are free posing tutorials available for the bikini, figure, and men's physique categories, and more on the way for other divisions in bodybuilding. It's free, so go access your free posing tutorial for bikini, figure, or men's physique at learntopose.com.